Rob Rosedahl is back for part two today among the topics. Getting your boat and gear ready for the opener, the best lakes to fish opening weekend, pan fishing tips, and more words of wisdom from the guru. It's Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. It's our 30th year of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. He hasn't been on the show all 30 years, but awfully close. Pro Brosdahl joining me today for part two of my conversation. Pro, as we get ready for the opener, why don't you give us a rundown of how get ready. Let's start with the water's open. We're going to get the boat out there. What are the steps you take every spring to get that boat ready to get in the water? Well, make sure your batteries are good at home. Don't do it at the access. There's nothing uh, more embarrassing or a bigger pain, especially with social distancing. You can't pull up on the dock and then be slow. When there's a whole bunch of people trying to keep their distance, it's going to slow things way down. Battery is number one. Check your batteries, and if your batteries aren't good, go out and switch them quick before everybody comes up here because we haven't had any new infections lately. Go go to your store and get some new batteries yeah. and put them in your boat. Uh, that's number one is batteries because they, they just, unless you get the super expensive ones, which I never do. I got the cheapies. Uh, they do go. And then line. Don't skimp on line. Get some line. Make sure you got some line that uh, you know that's uh, reliable. Uh, braid can last for multiple years. And when braid gets kind of weathered on the on on the edge of where you're casting, turn it around and reel it onto another reel because then that weathered line is at the bottom of the spool and the fresh stuff's on top. So there's a way to make your line last a long time. And another little uh, tip is with slip bobbers. When I have my Northland light bite bobbers, I'll take uh, mono or fluorocarbon, whatever spool I have a little end of the rind line on, and I'll put line in my slip bobber and make a loop back because braid is hard. You can't slide braid down a slip bobber. So what I'll do is I'll have this little loop, and you can pull your braid through by pulling down on the line segments. And it's, it's quick and easy and it's fast. And just put a little piece of tape on there so the line doesn't fall out of your slip bobbers. Uh, this this is this is something that'll really help you out. You just you know you don't have to do it to every slip bobber, but have a little segment of line looped through so the loop is on top of your bobber. You put your braid through and then pull it down. I'll do a video on it so everybody can see it uh, here coming up. But uh, yeah, that that's another speed thing if you are slip corking and uh, slip bobbers do work. And, you know, they, they do a lot of slip bobbering on Mille Lacs and do quite well, and they fish at night and all this stuff. I'm a daytime fisherman. I don't want to be chasing around at night. I want to want to catch my, my fish during the day, and you can. Um, but slip bobbers work really well if you got lethargic walleyes, even with a jig. You can hop a jig, uh, just have a swivel, give yourself two feet of line, 
pitch the jig in, you know, into the, the water with a, uh, a, a plummet or a depth sound, which is just a heavy weight that crimps onto your jig, pitch that out and, uh, in the area that you're going to be casting because it might be different than where you're, you're anchored or sitting. And you'll see your bobber, when your bobber is right at the surface of the water, then just slide it down a foot, and you should be pretty well set. And, and slip bobbering with a jig works really well. We all do it on Red Lake, but then we forget to do it on the other lakes, and it works great on casts. It works great in a lot of lakes, and it's just an easy way to keep that bait, you know, a foot or a half a foot off the bottom, right in the walleye's nose. And uh, we've hammered them where sometimes they won't pick it up. If there's a little bit of muck on the bottom, the walleyes won't pick up the jig. And um, just another little, another little thing: a jig with a slip cork or slip bobber, and um, and that works really well. Or go super light, you know, uh, the lighter, the slower fall, especially early on. And then as summer comes, you know, go heavy because that fast fall triggers action. And in tournaments, a lot of times, I'll go way heavier than I should for the area for the depth, just to have that flash and quick action to trigger strikes and it's worked quite well how does uh the uh live bait scene sound so far this spring what are you hearing uh doesn't sound great uh this might be that year where we're going to see who who does the best with the with the worst minnows it's uh <laughs> uh it, it ain't going to be bountiful uh spot tails I'm, I'm sure i think they got the green light up at red that provides a huge amount of spot tails uh everything's going forward on the minnows a lot of ponds froze out last year because they're completely uh, blanketed with snow so all the weeds died and it just suffocated the lakes uh, but uh, we all know you can catch walleyes on fatheads and they work good they're not as good as a shiner uh, we won't, we'll never say that but smaller lakes uh, if you look at the DNR surveys have a lot of golden shiners uh, they have Every lake's got uh, lake shiners in them, and uh, lake shiners, the silver, or the big the big heads, we call them, they have a big mouth. You can actually catch them on a hook and line to, to get them. Um, those work on some lakes and not on others. And goldies and, and, and those uh, lake shiners um, on smaller lakes work really well. So if we can get some goldies and fat heads, work just fine on the smaller lakes. Uh, if you can't get anything you could go to plastics uh impulse plastics from northland work really well on um some lakes plastics are super hot other lakes they want minnows and it's uh that's just what it's like a mimic minnow i always have some in my box you know the perch perch patterns the shiner pattern and then of course uh they have a a a pink and white one that works really well in the tannic stained areas of the of this whole area the mimic minnow little that little tail moves really nice and it's been one of the hottest selling baits everywhere it i, I think in dakotas it's they, they just sell tons and tons of them uh, it's a little bit more of a plastics area we're glacial and lakes and and our fish really sometimes pin the bait down with their chin before they bite it so it could our, our fish are a little snobbier here they, they want to <laughs> You know, they it, just like a deer at a feeder picking out the corn and knocking the rest on the ground. That's walleyes are real finicky sometimes in our area, and they'll actually you'll hook some in the chin because 
they'll pin it to the bottom it, just to kind of check it out. And, uh, well, I've never uh, had a spot tail shiner go to waste, I could say. They, uh, they don't mess around. They eat those things. But uh, you don't need them as much on smaller lakes as you would on the big water. Our big waters are full of shiners. So if, if it's a lake over 2,000 acres, you want to have spot, uh, spot tail shiners uh, for sure. But there's a whole bunch of other things that really don't get used. Uh, night crawlers work really well on uh, some of the big lakes. Even right away after, uh, right at opener, night crawlers work. Uh, and, uh, and then also sucker minnows. A lot of pike fishermen are catching walleyes on sucker minnows, so they don't, they don't skip those because they're natural to to the lakes, all the lakes. And uh, so, whatever bait you can get is what you get this year. Uh, but it's it's just it's exciting, and uh, the social media crowd are really excited to get out fishing. And we've got it. We've got a quite a unique situation here in uh, in Minnesota. We didn't get hit hard as hit, hit as hard as some of the other places. It's still a bad thing. But uh, being able to fish and get out there, I just hope everybody keeps their distances and doesn't give anybody an excuse to take our fishing away. And if if you see see something, just make sure, you know, just keep your distance and tell everybody to keep their distance if they're getting too close because uh, we want to keep we want to keep fishing. I want to keep fishing and I don't want my fishing to stop because uh, some people uh don't go along with the order so uh i think it's going to be a phenomenal opener and we've had a, a a quick warm-up it was an absolutely horrible winter but we never got any i bought a snow thrower and that's why it never snowed again <laughs> I bought a snow thrower, it never snowed of course not and uh so if, if we ever get some bad weather just have me buy something that that's for that weather and it, it won't happen again but uh, we got lucky with i had eight foot uh snow banks all around at my house and they're gone and so everything's warming up nice and i'm seeing a lot of lakes uh, smaller bays or lakes that the water temperature is already in the 50s which wow. is just amazing everything's going to be done spawning a lot faster than than normal you don't have to give me your favorite spot or anything like that but typically what kind of uh, lakes tend to be good lakes opening weekend i i've been <sighs> From Lake of the Woods to, uh, you know, the south, southern edge of the Bemidji area. And uh, I would say that my favorite lake, and I'm not afraid to tell anybody, is Red Lake. I can't believe how good Red Lake is, opener on. There's mm-hmm. nothing better. It's like fishing a remote lake in Canada. You can catch oodles and oodles of wallows. You don't even have to worry about keeping them because you know you're going to get what you want to eat any time of the day. You just catch fish, catch fish. Okay. Let's keep some fish to eat. You know, it's it's, it, it's not like that everywhere. That lake is just full of walleyes, and all the ice fishing pressure it gets, and it's still just full of walleyes because most of the lake is is underfished. You know, there's more fish die there for mortality on the other side than anything else, but it does get some fair amount of ice fishing pressure right away, but it's shallow water, and there's a lot of noise, and they, there's no fence holding them on this side so they can just swim away when that pressure gets really really high it's still not enough to really hurt that lake uh so i think that that that's that's about the best lake there is as far as 
numbers. Now they're not you don't catch a lot of giants, but every now and then somebody catches a twenty four to twenty six inch walleye or even I've heard of a few over twenty eights caught. Not a lot, very few. But while you're fishing for them and you got a jig and a bobber and you're fishing in four feet of water around the opener, every now and then you catch a fourteen, fifteen inch crappie. It's a really cool lake. It has some giant pike in it, um, and it can take a lot of pressure. And that's what I like. When I fished there, I fished their last opener, and there's people everywhere, miles and miles of people. But everybody would go up for their pass. They'd they'd drive outside the boats and then fish their way down. It was a very – everybody got along, and nobody moved in on each other because the fish were everywhere. And uh, really, really cool uh, place to fish. Bemidji is a phenomenal place to fish. Uh, that could be really, really good, and uh, and it's it's going to have people fishing it. But Ir- Irving is a uh, a place that's going early because it's shallow and warmer water. Um, that's always going to be a good good bet. And there's people shore fishing between the bridges that uh, catch a lot of fish. It's, uh, it's, Bemidji's a really, really good lake to fish. And then cast can be good. Uh, of course, all the, the tributaries leading to it. Uh, will they be in those areas? It might be a little bit more advanced. Uh, and then leech. If, if you want a fish that doesn't come in easy because it's big, is there a better place than leech lake? Leech lake is full, just full of big fish. Uh, there's a lot of, 24, 25 inches in that lake, and there's starting to be even more over 26. Um, I've guided quite a bit out, out in that lake, and there's not very many lakes that got that kind of fish in them. You, know, you don't always get your limit of eaters, but if you want to catch big fish and you just love catching big fish, Leech Lake is pretty hard to beat, and Winnie itself. Winnie, Winnie's good, and Winnie doesn't get the pressure anymore, but I, I think Leech would be the best in the area, and a Winnie would be a close second. Still to come, the first lake of the week of 2020, but first we wrap it up with Brian Brobrosdahl. It's Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. We're in our 30th year. I want to thank you for coming along for the ride all these years. Bro Brosdahl is my guest today. Let's wrap it up talking a little pan fishing. If we're going to do a little pan fishing early, I know you, I'm not going to ask you for any spots, but really what are some of the things we're looking You talked about the muddy bays. I mean, is that really what we should be looking for? Muddy bays, uh, boat harbors, uh, creek areas, you know, like slow-moving creek areas, um, any place that you would find waterfall, <laughs> all mm. the duck hunters know where these spots are. Yeah. Uh, emer- emergent weed growth, because already we've had uh, quite a few sunny days, so they're going to be looking for emerging cabbage or any kind of green growth, and you'll know you're in the right spot if you if you cast and minnows explode on the surface. Uh, crappies just gorge this time of year. They're not coming in to spawn. That's, that's one of those... Um, uh, things that people, I hear people say, it, I'm like, they're not spawning right now. They're coming in to feed. They're putting a feed bag. This is the best time to catch them. And some of the biggest crappies in our area get caught right now because they're, they got the feed bag on. They're sitting in, in these back bays and there's every little tiny minnow on the whole lake is up in these, these bays. And, uh, 
even on small bodies of water, there's a lot of lakes that have no bays, hardly any structure, uh, deep water right away. And I always get these questions, how do you find the crappies? Well, drive around the lake so you get the warmest possible temperatures and then look for something that they could hang on because crappies are creatures of edges and they hold to these areas. And that's where you want to get some Northland firefly jigs uh, and, uh, uh, you know, some of that uh, gypsy jigs. They have the flashaboo, so they reflect sunlight. If you're in clear water, uh, a pink uh, firefly jig, maybe in a, uh, you know, a 30-second ounce would be good to drop in on them. Um, and then uh, use a gypsy jig in a brighter color, maybe uh, white and glow um, in the darker stained areas. But search out areas, uh, and if you find cabbage, you're going to find crappies, and you might even find bluegills. Crappies feed up, so if you're fishing in four feet of water, fish two feet down, six, maybe fish two and a half to three feet down. And during the day, they'll go deeper, and they'll be two feet off the bottom, but in the morning and evening, they'll rise up and just be under the surface. So just be ready. Have a rod with a light bite slip bobber, and then have one with no bobber that you could just free pitch and uh, you could you could uh, really do well. And it's it's a fish that's uh, going to be biting really good. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to say where I'm at. But I'm going crappie fishing right now. <laughs> oh, all right, good for you. Uh, but yeah, so ha- have fun, everybody. Get out there, be safe, and. Uh, Let's not give them a reason to go Michigan on us here. Yeah. We want to be able to fish, and uh, and I, I think it's easy enough. Uh, when when you pull up to a dock, anybody's on a dock, let them get through their thing. It, it's going to be kind of a cluster. Or if you can pull up to shore away from them, if yeah. if you want to, you know, if you're in a hurry, uh, just have some boots so you can jump out. But uh, don't start crowding docks because that's all this all that that stuff started. But anyway. It's, it's, it's a great time to get out and fish, and I can't think of a, a better year. I mean, we've had some really crummy openers in the past with snow and heavy winds where someone would just hope to have a chance to catch a walleye, but the way our lakes are warming up and going, it's going to be phenomenal. And if, if the weather does go sour, you can always fish by bridges. There's so many bridges in the Bemidji area, and there might be a few people there, but there's there's always another way to skin a cat. Get out there and, and fish, whether it's by boat or by bridge or by shore. Uh, it's it's going to be good. Okay. And, uh, again, you're you're hopeful that you'll be able to get some guide trips in later this summer. I would uh, imagine you're, you'd uh, just soon have people go ahead and, and book now, and we'll rearrange if we oh, have absolutely. to later, right? Yes. I, I haven't canceled any trips yet. I'm still trying to trying to think, think of ways around this, and I... I'm going to check on it, but if I can't have people on my boat, then I'll just have follow. I might do follow boats, one boat length away, and uh, keeping distance and follow me to the spots, get the advice from a distance. But I'm I'm not just going to sit idle, and uh, I still have my social media I got to keep up on. But uh, I've got clients that have been taken for years, and I want to make sure they catch fish. And I but I can't guide them, but I can offer advice from a distance okay and uh, how can people get a hold of you and get something like that set up oh sure go to brosguideservice.com and uh, shoot me a text if you have some dates in mind let's get out fishing and remember 
I, I might not go where you want me to go. We're going to go where we're going to catch fish. And in this area, just a short drive away from success. Brian Bro Rosedahl, one of our good friends. Love having him on the show. Bro, thanks for taking the time today. I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks a lot, Kev. Everybody be safe. Talk to you later. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. What day is it? Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. Indeed it is, lake of the weekday. Checking in with Caleb Shavlik, he is the assistant fisheries manager out of the Park Rapids area office. First of all, thanks for taking the time, Caleb, we appreciate it. No problem. Well, you're operating in unique circumstances right now. How does that affect your day-to-day operation? It, it's what, what, how it affected the product is, yeah, we're stuck at home working on a computer, but gives us the opportunity to to project that we had going on for the last two, three, four years, just to button them up, wrap them up, and get some right done that are not part of the normal operation. So it's a great time to catch up. So sure, Certainly. Uh, and now we're warming up. Maybe you'll be able to get outside and uh, do some stuff on the water. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll see how this stay, stay at home and how long it's extended for. All right. Today's Lake of the Week is Evergreen Lake. Uh, give us just a general idea where we might find Evergreen Lake in your area. In our area, actually up in the northern half of our area, up north of Hubbard County, but not that far from Bemidji, and it's up in the just out of Plantangent Plant area. Okay. Um, it's a small, small lake, couple hundred acres, um, but a lot of the things we tend to expect in a, in a small lake in northern Minnesota. Lots of bass, lots of panfish, lots of northerns. Yes, that is correct. It's a small lake, it's a little bit longer than, than wider. It's a nice little hole, about 38 feet on the north end, and the south end has quite a bit of area that's under 15 feet, and there'll be a lot of good habitat in the shallow, a lot of vegetation, hard stumble and wild rice. Okay, what what kind of sizes do we find there when it comes to the panfish? On the, on the panfish, they're going to be on the more on the smaller side, but you'll get a couple of bluegill that'll be up in the eight inches. The crappies historically had been a good lake back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, but since the boom of the northern pike, that pretty much had gone by the wayside. But if you do catch one, it's probably going to be a, a good size, up pushing that twelve, thirteen, fourteen inches, but you won't get a lot. Okay. You mentioned the boom of the northern pike. There are a lot of northerns in there, and uh, despite the big numbers of them, they're still relatively decent-sized. Yeah, they're pretty good decent-sized, and actually you might utilize the regulation of that ten, bag of 10, of all of them under t- 21 inches, and perfect opportunity to pickle fish or have a good big, good old fish fry. What uh, makes that lake so good for northerns? Actually, the habitat with the spawning habitat is shallow. You got the vegetation, some of the vegetation. That area that usually opens up a little bit earlier than on the main basin just because the shoreline warms up. Okay. What about bass? Uh, lots of bass in there? Yes, there's quite a, quite a few bass. 2018 was the first time we actually took electric fishing out and to sample the bass population. And we were actually surprised actually how many bass we actually caught. And there were quite a few of them in that 15 to 18 inches. So, uh, really, if you're looking for some bass action, it sounds like a good lake to check out. Yes, because if I were a bass fisherman, there would be a very good lake to try out to get that 16, 17, 18 inches, and you won't see a lot of people out there, and, and development along the shoreline is not that great. Oh, so we get to kind of get out of the way. It's a little quiet out there. What kind of pressure does it get from a fishing standpoint? It, 
based on the population, the fish species during there and its location, not going to get a lot of pressure because you got to drive quite a bit of ways to get to the lake and off the gravel roads. Okay. Uh, sounds like my kind of lake to fish, no doubt. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, uh, the, the lake when it comes to um, – let me. I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start this question over. Hang on. It, it is not a lake, though, where you'd go to find walleyes. Yes, that is correct. We do stock walleye on an even year basis, and what we're trying to in this particular lake is trying to produce a bonus fisheries. And if you actually do catch a walleye, it's going to be in that 23 to 27 inch size. It's going to be a good size. If you were looking for a lake, to, a little bit of an out-of-the-way adventure would be a good lake to bring the kids to. And the other thing that makes it good for the kids, as we mentioned, those species, you got plenty of them. They're, they're easy-biting fish. You'll give, you, give yourself and your kids a lot of action. Yep, if you're willing to try different things and get your kids to try different things, too, on instead of just one particular activity, such as maybe throwing a chad wrap or throwing a spinnerbait, try some jig and minnow and try some nightcrawler type of just- Get the kids to learn the different activities, and you guys can be surprised what you might catch. All right. Guide us to the uh, public access. How are we going to get on the lake? To get, get there, if, you have, if you're from Bemidji, you'll be heading south on Highway 71 till you get to South Plantan Net, Net Road, and you'll be heading take a right or head west, and you go about five miles, and you'll be turning left or going heading south on County Road 118. you go about two miles. And you come up to a road called Schoolcraft Drive in which you'll take a right. And this road will be a little bit windy, but you end up going south to for about three miles to come to Schoolcraft Trail. Take a right on that and go about a third of a mile. You'll be up on the north side of the lake with have the county-owned public access. All right. Sounds like a fun lake to check out. It's called Evergreen Lake. It's kind of out of the way. A fun little adventure and some great fishing opportunities, panfish, bass, northerns in particular. Caleb Shavlik is the assistant assistant fisheries manager out of the Park Rapids office, giving us the details today. Caleb, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity. Now we go fishing. <laughs>